We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dan, who is in Kansas. Dan, what's up? I'm here, bro. I made it. Good, man. I come, I come with good fortune and good tidings. So, uh, sporting KC yeah. victories, man. Good stuff, indeed. I miss this place, dude. I miss... Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to leave. No, I, I miss seeing all these people. I, I miss uh, I miss being here. I miss, You know what I miss? I miss the friendly wave on the street. Like I'm driving, someone's walking, they throw me a wave and you know, my every every Chicago bone in my body wants to be like, yo, what's his problem? <laughs> you wanna fight? Yeah. Let's but go. I, I wave Let's back and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a thing we do here. We're pretty we're pretty good people. So <laughs> it's been nice to be home for a little bit and I'm I'm still here, man. I'm coming to the next game as well. That's right. If you did not get a chance to meet Dan Man of the month, Coozer. Oh, the Dan of the month. The Dan, the Dan of the month. Hashtag Dan of the month. <laughs> um, if you didn't get a chance to meet Dan or myself for that matter, but I'm at most of the games, so I'm not that special. Um, we're going to probably have another little casual get together ahead of the Minnesota game yeah. on, on Saturday because we had one uh, that was pretty successful, I thought, before the Portland game. I, I don't know what I was expecting, you guys. I, I think I was. Uh... I thought it would just be me and Jimmy, and uh, maybe <laughs> someone drops by and's like, "Hey, how you doing? All right, see you later." But people drop by, man, and shouts to all of you guys who did. I mean, I'm talking uh, 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 Bob and his wife. Uh, uh, oh my God, wife Julie? Is it Julie? That sounds right. I am the worst with names. Sounds so, right. But I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm going with it. <laughs> if it's not Julie, it is now. It is now. <laughs> so. Uh, and the Finkelbees, man, Austin and Leah and, and the Martinez family came by, uh, Eric and Simone and daughter Maya. Uh, and who came by at the end? Ian and, and Jeremy. Uh, Je- yeah. Jeremy? And yeah, Drew yeah. Vanderplug. Uh, Drew was there at the beginning. Chris came. Uh, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. If I'm leaving anybody out, I'm sorry. Uh, it was just totally fun and super hot and sweaty, you guys. So, Finkel, these are rocking scarves, man. I had to go rock my own scarf as well. I felt uh, 
jealous on that front, but kudos to everyone who dropped by. That was a lot of fun. And, and let's do it again this Saturday. That yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, I think it worked out really well. We we just kind of posted up near the Cauldron Tailgate, which was awesome because Cauldron Beer, um, unless you are the Coosers, and then you got the Kombucha, um, which is also cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun. My favorite, uh, it, it started out, I think the best way possible. Cause we're just kind of hanging out there awkwardly by ourselves, not knowing if anyone's going to come. And, uh, and Drew kind of rolls up and like, I recognize him cause you know, we, we've, we've all interact on Twitter. And the first thing he says is, is, uh, is this where the yeah. mildly famous internet people hang out? Just mildly. And I was, <laughs> yeah, very, and we're using mildly loosely. Here. Yeah. Loosely um, and mildly. <laughs> we're mildly loose. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's a different thing. That's um, weird. But <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic time and I uh, am so grateful to everyone who came by and uh, shared uh, a good fun time with us ahead of the game. And let's do oh, it again bro. before Minnesota. I think I texted you later that night. I said, man, people, people listen to this thing and they kind of like us. And speaking of that dude, over a week we had three big reviews and uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to break them down for you guys because this is big stuff. This is big stuff, and it has to do with the team as well, just like we like to read fan questions. We like to read fan reviews. This is a fan's podcast. I mean, we aren't doing this to make money or, or get famous or anything like that. But uh, the first review, man, comes from a name called I Love Pineapple, which I'm thinking, great name. Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, it says, great pod. Consistently great podcast. Thanks for the heads up on the LAFC Benny video. I hadn't seen it. Benny was my favorite SKC player, and I was super bummed when I heard he had been traded. Watching him and Ike and the rest of the boys catch up after the game capped off that W really nicely. Keep up the great work. And you even said, too, man, you didn't know about the Benny video. So that was a nice little uh, nice little tidbit of your boy Dan coming through on that one. Dan's got the insider info. It's almost like we should listen to what he says. Info, you guys. You should pay attention, all right? I'm just dropping little <laughs> nuggets. That's right. <laughs> Uh, now this one, I don't know if it's a new review or if it's someone who changed it, uh, but it's from Steph and M and they said, like an old friend, I'm not a fair weather fan of sporting. I'll support the team no matter what. Couldn't have grown up in this city with uh, its suboptimal sports teams and ended up any other way. I have, however, been a fair weather friend of pods. When sporting had their losing streak, I found myself choosing the pop hits of summer over anything else, but I came back to you guys just like I said I would. I enjoy your amusing anecdotes and find myself talking back to you as I listen, which is already weird since I'm not listening live, but <laughs> is made even more so by the fact that I listen with Bluetooth headphones. Just walking down homes, chatting with my invisible pod friends. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you from your invisible pod uh, friends. Thank you. Thank you. And final one from Joshua Drown. I, I, I know Josh. Uh, that fix for the soccer junkie. I'll admit it. I'm an addict and I need my fix. Jimmy and Dan help hold me over between matches with great SKC and less talk. There is insight, laughs, shenanigans, and an all-around good time being had. Thanks, boys. We love you. Guys, thank you. That's freaking cool, man. These reviews keep coming, and we keep winning games. It's just, it's exciting. Yep, that's what we, we went over this last week. That's science. You give us a good review, and we win. So, it's we we can't help it. That's just the way the universe works. So, Pretty easy. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, that is that is really cool because honestly, we started. I know we've said this before, but we started this just because why not? 
we're two fans. We wanted to talk about it. Uh, we were talking about it anyway. I said, why don't we record our dumb takes and put it on the internet and see what happens? Um, you know what I think we never mentioned is how you and I cross paths. Like we aren't just old friends, man. We we both were volunteering for the Victory Project with Sporty. Yeah, we were just random people who were like, hey. You know, you like sporting me too. <laughs> yeah. I remember actually the literal moment that we met in person. We were both sitting at like the, yeah. a table across from each other awkwardly at like the first like intro sort of victory project volunteer meeting. And, uh, and I think my time slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. I looked in the music eyes, um, you know, and the rest is history. No, um, actually, yeah, I think, uh, I think it was Dan who said the fir- uh, first thing he, I think he looks at me, he goes, I'm pretty sure we follow each other on Twitter. And I was like, I think you're right. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm an icebreaker, you know, I'm, uh, I like to, I like to shoot for the stars. Yeah. And then the rest is history. So, uh, <laughs> no, um, it's been a fun time. Um, and yeah, we met through SKC and, uh, have become good friends through SKC and, uh, how now have gotten to meet a bunch of you people through SKC. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. SKC family is real real family man I, I i wouldn't have it any other way i missed this place and had a lot of good conversations over the weekend about our possible move home next spring so uh, uh we we definitely miss it and it's kansas city's a very underrated community you know what i mean people don't mm-hmm. people don't know till you're here so yeah yeah and you know i didn't i didn't grow up here i grew up in la ne- had never been to kansas city before i met my uh my fiance who was from the area uh, but as soon as i came out i fell in love with it and now uh obviously we've we own a house here now and i have no plans on leaving so um and that's that's in in no hey, got that 30 year mortgage <laughs> yeah that's right um but that's in no small <laughs> part to all of the people uh including all of my sporting kc friends and the club itself because honestly um being uh, a a part of the club in some small way just as a a fan or a volunteer or or whatnot has truly made Kansas City feel um like home so uh i guess it's not to best. get all emotional but thank you guys for that because all of you are truly a part of that um, i'm not crying you're crying um just got a little dusty um but uh yeah it was it was a fun game and you mr man of the month uh dan of the month had a pretty cool experience pre-game with the young mr gianluca buzio didn't you yeah how nuts is that uh uh i just you know the calder sends out those emails every month vote for the man of the month and we'll pick uh two winners to present the calder scarf to the winner you know before the game and I've always entered when I lived here and went to the games, never, never was picked. And I happened to enter again because I was coming back for this game and, and I got picked and I was like, how nuts is that? Um, <laughs> that was cool, man. Uh, you know, presenting an award to someone half my age. That was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, there's that <laughs> one half my age. <laughs> there's that one hilarious picture of you, uh, where you're kind of like looking at him and you got like a wry smile and he's kind of giving you a side eye, like what in the world is happening right now? Um, yeah, bro. He was a little freaked out. I kind of <laughs> went in for a handshake and I didn't really get a handshake. It was kind of a limp handed thing. And like, like he, he needed an adult. Uh, He's like, uh, I need an adult. He Peter. You. And yeah. <laughs> and, and me and the girl, uh, God, forgive me. I don't, I don't remember her name who presented with me, but, uh, she goes, do you want a Sharpie? And I was like, for what? <laughs> it's just like well to get autographs when the players come out and i was like, i don't think they're gonna stop for autographs i think they're gonna go warm up you know but i started thinking hey what's 
what's keeping me from getting Busio to sign this scarf right now? Like he's yeah. he's a big deal, man. This scarf will have a lot yeah. of sentimental value to me. And dude, he took the picture. He didn't say thank you or shake hands afterwards. He took the picture and bounced. He's all business. It, it was, was all 19. business. I, calm down, Busio. All right, you're on the bench. <laughs> all right, you're playing for Swope tomorrow. Calm down. Hey, that's you know what you you don't know what's gonna happen, and I I'm, I guarantee Peter. You know, if I'm a 16 year old and I'm playing for Peter Vermees, uh, I and yeah. I'm in the 18 and it's pregame, I probably don't want him looking over, and I'm just you know hanging out, signing autographs, taking pictures um, after the game. Like, Do you know who I am, yeah. John Luca? Do I'm, you know who I am? I'm Dan of the month. So Dan of the month, bro. Kind of, a but big I did deal. ask. I you know I hadn't seen the lineup yet, and I was like. Hey, I hadn't seen the lineup yet. Are you are you uh, uh, are you starting or are you, are you starting on the bench? I, I wanted to say that in the nicest way possible. I didn't want to be like, "Are you <laughs> taking splinters out of your ass, huh?" <laughs> you starting? Or are you a bum? <laughs> you bum, you pine rider. Uh, <laughs> they don't ride the pine. Those are very comfy chairs over there that they sit in. Yeah, yeah. But he was on the bench and did not get in. But whatever. It was cool. It's cool experience. Drew, we're walking by Drew Vander. Drew Vander Plug. Vander Plug, what's his last name? Vander something. Vander, I don't know how you pronounce it. Vander Forgive me, Drew. Vander, I say Vander Plug, but I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, and I apologize. Uh, maybe it's an umlaut in there. Maybe Vander Plug. Could be. That's what it is. So I'm walking by Drew Vander Plug, and he just shakes his head at me. He's just shaking his <laughs> head, like in in almost jealousy, but like disapproval as well. Like you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was cool, man. A lot. A lot of good fun. Then you, you must have been taking a dump or something because you were like, have you done the yeah. men of the month yeah. thing yet? I'm sitting there. I'm looking out <laughs> on the sideline because, well, see, and I walked in. I was in the stadium probably about 10 minutes after you because after as you started walking away at like yeah. 620, I was going to head over with you. But then a couple people came down. So, you know, we're, we're chatting them up. And, uh, and and then I get in the stadium and and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, they usually do like all these presentations, like, you know, right before they go into the locker room. So probably like 20 minutes before. So I thought I had a little time. And then I saw a dude wearing the old wizards retro Jersey, like you were on the sideline. And I'm so far away. I just saw he was, you know, like a, a, a roughly six foot six, one white dude with brown hair. And I'm like, I think that might be Dan. I don't know. And I keep waiting yeah, for you. And you don't gotta. It wasn't the shoulder or anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but then once once I realized it wasn't you, I looked over um, toward Beer Corner where you are normally standing, and I be- yeah. I believe I saw you and Marissa standing right there in your usual spot. And I was like, well, there they are. I missed it. So there you go. You're just like a like a bird watcher up there, man. Just looking down from your throne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, keeping. You were in the heat. Keeping it. I was in the heat. They did not give me a seat today or saturday and it was hot bro it was it was but you know what they you guys had the windows open anyway so it wouldn't have saved me from the heat i just would have had a more comfy Ah. seat so well it's gonna be hot again on saturday man it's gonna be like 95 it's it's gonna be rough hey did i tell you i'm running this uh uh american or sorry this amazing race style thing this saturday and our team's our team's name is uh sporting themed it's it's no other dart the the race is called the dark. There you go. That's fun. Yeah, bro. So promote the pod, promote the team. Yeah. There you go. Got to win that too. Got to represent. Um, we've won it before, so don't count that. We're doing it. <laughs> Not to brag or anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, man. And this was a fantastic game for you guys to return oh, to, man. Because we are in the middle. Yeah. What are you of a run of form? What are you thinking? Ten minutes in. 
Um, well, 10 minutes in, I was like, is Portland even trying to play? Because I was confused what Portland was doing. Like teams come into Children's Mercy Park and they sit back. Um, and then there's what mm-hmm. Portland did. <laughs> um, now, granted. Yeah, what did they do? Yeah. What do you call that? Uh trying not to lose by 10 goals except i don't i don't know like they were how many shots can we give them on goal right like at one point i'm i'm looking at the stats and it was like 14 to 1 shots skc to, to portland and i'm like what the hell yeah. is going on there thanks to a magnificent timelia save yeah there were literally only two separate 5 minute intervals in the entire game where portland outpossessed sporting kc Every other five-minute interval, if you look on MLSsoccer.com, Sporting KC won possession in some form or another. So, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking 10 minutes in, it is only a matter of time before we score. And once we score, we're going to keep scoring. So, I don't know. You're we're, exactly right. Yeah. It Tell was only a matter of time, dude. Uh, my boy Josh turns to me and he's like, dude, we, we got one coming. And I'm like, yeah, you're not kidding me. And uh, uh, I think I was like, dude, it's going to be Diego. Like, look what he's doing. He was he was on another level. Yeah. Diego's been on one as of late. Like, he's he's got a crazy run of form going. And a large part of it is after Namath came back. And, you know. Well, yeah. Peter acknowledged that. Yeah. You know, uh, competition is good for everybody. Yeah. We, you know, we... we we tried to find out after the game, you know, hey, do you think this this was part of it? And he at first he was like, well, you know, that's a question for him. But then he was like, yeah, exactly like you said. If you bring in high-quality competition, it's going to bring out the best in everyone. Um, he said that a question for him. It's like, no, it's not. We're asking your thoughts, <laughs> I, Chief. I am asking you. I did ask Diego after the game. Um, and he, he said it, w- it was interesting. And we'll go over all his goals and stuff. But I thought this was kind of interesting, um, what he said, you know, because he was like, Look, I um, I always feel confident about what I can do. Uh, but he goes, you know, I only played one game as a starter in the first 20 games this year. So I didn't actually even really feel like a starter before Nemo came. Um, which yeah. I was like, hey, I mean, that's he's, he's not wrong. Um, but then he's like, you know, I always train hard and I always try to do what I do. But, you know, of course, it's a competition um, for everybody. Everybody feels a competition, not just me. But he basically kind of was like, yeah, you know, it, 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 it it's just kind of been hitting the right form at the right time. And um, I'm glad he is because he looks good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he's definitely comfortable. I mean, cool, calm, collected. It was both goals he had, man, were amazing. Yeah. And let's talk about this, uh, this first one. Um, Cause it was down in uh your end of the, actually both of his goals, I think, were down at your end of the field. Damn um, straight they were. The, the cauldron end. Um, and, you know, Roger kind of gathered the ball a little bit, I'd say like 25 yards out, uh, a little bit outside the 18-yard the box. But, again, Portland's defense just shown so nonchalant. Like nobody's crashing, leaves all sorts of space for Rubio, who gets the ball, takes a couple dribbles, and then just fires it past Atanella into the left uh, corner of the goal. And Portland's defense is just kind of standing there looking around like they were most of the night. Um, How did it feel to be down there in the cauldron? And Rubio even kind of ran over toward you guys to celebrate, it looked like. Both times he did. Yeah, man. I mean, if you were taking pictures, you had a pretty good good shot of things. It was 
it was awesome. I mean, so much so, my wife Marissa turns around after the second goal, and she's just like, my voice just went. That is it. Uh, I will not have one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it was it was a lot. I saw someone, um, there's a guy I follow on Twitter, um, soccer underscore rabbi. He, uh, he's kind of a soccer writer. He used to cover um, the Rapids, but he's, he's moving across country. So he made a cross country trek and stopped at uh, Children's Mercy Park for this game. Um, just as a soccer oh, fan, wow. and uh, and he, yeah, he was Rapids rabbi. Yeah, now he's soccer rabbi because um, he's no longer in gotcha. Colorado. But uh, yeah, I don't remember that's exactly not, what his not alliteration. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what his tweet said, but he he tweeted out a picture. And he's like, I'm here in Kansas City, and what they have built at this stadium and with this club is something special, and it's loud as hell here. Um, <laughs> and it just it made makes you feel a little bit of pride because not every team can say that. So to have an objective person come in, not a fan of either team, and be like, yeah, man, this is nuts. Uh, That's true. It's pretty cool. You could be a Texas fan, Houston or Dallas, take your pick. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or Austin coming up. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he, he... Oh, dude, don't even get me started. I, I don't... Side note, I don't want Columbus. To, is that happening? Is Columbus going there? Nothing is guaranteed yet. I mean, there was a large hurdle um, that was cleared when the Austin City Council voted seven to four to approve the plan for their stadium. Well, to approve the statement of work or something like that for the stadium site down there. But there's still all sorts of legal battles and court cases and lawsuits up in Ohio going on. Yeah. So, uh, dude, I know a girl that lives in Austin, and she's all like Austin MLS, you know, excited for it. And I'm like, do you really want to get your team this way? Like, this sucks. Yeah, it's it's not good, and none of, like you could tell the the city council members because I don't know why I was doing this to myself, but I was watching the city council meeting where they were talking about this, um, and they were like, "Yeah, we really think it would just be great to have professional soccer in Austin," and I'm like, "None of you know you're getting a professional team, and they're starting next year because Austin's confirmed yeah. getting a USL team, which is a professional team. It may not be D one, but it's professional, um, right?" So I don't know, weird side okay. tangent, but they, they still got some legal yeah. battles to clear in Ohio. Mark Wahlberg apparently was asked about buying the crew and he's like, yeah, I'll look into it. Hey, <laughs> I like it. I just saw his movie today. I saw mile 22. How's that? It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, he's too busy thinking about buying the crew. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's just a bunch of guns, dude. It's a bunch of testosterone guns and explosions and then a terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to go see the Meg coming up here in the next couple days so uh i'm sure it's pretty bad too yeah well you know what <laughs> gotta uh gotta bleed movie pass dry while you still can um yeah there you go <laughs> but uh but getting back to the game like you said that that first goal was amazing um and then there's the second goal that diego rubio scored um just about what like 10 minutes later and this one is super interesting because it actually started with a matt beasler interception way deep in sporting kc territory and he played a little give and go with Felipe. And then he saw Daniel making the run. Daniel then crossed it into Diego. Um, and Diego had a beautiful little delayed run who he gathered it and slipped it right into uh, the lower right side of the goal this time. Um, so like you said, second goal, Diego runs up to you again, 36 minutes in, you're up two zero on a pretty good Portland team. Uh, we're feeling pretty good at this point, huh? I'm just like who? Who's Diego Valeri? Where? Where's Diego Chara? I don't. I don't know what's going on in this game. And I, you know, Diesler is the unsung hero in that second goal. I didn't see all that from my side of the field. You really can't. Right. 
um, until I saw it back. And by the way, dude, we need to tweet at MLS because the convinced match is not available yet on the app. What? Okay, their app is trash. Every other match, way. every other match from the weekend is available. That's crap. Um, that's annoying. But yes, it is trash. They redesigned it, and like parts that look pretty, but functionality-wise, it is garbage. Um, it's pretty bad. No box score. I just want a box score. Give me a show me who who gets an assist on a goal. Like uh, basic things I want to know. Um, but yeah, I Beasler. So I asked him about that goal post game, and he was like, "Yeah, so you know, he he stepped in front of the pass and and passed it to Felipe, and he's like, that's normally what I do is I kind of look up and see, you know, whether it's Felipe or Ilya, somebody who who I can sort of start the ball moving up up the field to." And he goes, and I saw some space. I don't normally step up that far, but I saw some space. So I, I step up and I'm open. So he gives me the ball back and, and I look up to pass and he goes, and I see some more space. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep taking some steps as long as I got the space because um, Portland was not pressing. And then he was like, actually, what I wanted to do was I was going to pass the ball to Daniel, but I didn't think he was going to make the run. I was just going to pass it to him and let him gather it and decide what he wants to do. But he goes, Daniel on his own, saw all the space on the left side and just made a break for it. And he goes, and I saw it and all I had to do was play a little simple <laughs> ball. And Daniel was right there wide open. So he was like, that was pretty much all Daniel. Um, Daniel did that all night. He kept making runs, put his hand out and no one was passing to him, dude. No one was passing <laughs> to Daniel. Yeah. It, uh, you would think he was a uh, Bardo and sleeping with people's girl. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that. Daniel. Um, he's too nice <laughs> to do that. Uh, um, although Ike did give him some shade for some of his pickup techniques the other day on Twitter, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Daniel, like you said, all night was, was just, you know, the, the, the Timbers back line, I don't know what they were doing. Um, Laris Mabiala was like way too far up the field. So Daniel had like 30 yards of free space all to himself. Um, and it was just strange. Sporting KC had space all night. Um, I'm not really sure I why. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what Portland was even doing. Like they, they knew this game was difficult. You had to think they they had this stretch of games about before this thing even started. Like, uh, it's going to be tough, tough three games, you know. Right. And it sure was. They got three L's. So, yeah. take it. Yeah, and Timbers fans are kind of freaking out right now. Probably rightfully so. Um, Probably so. You know, honestly, I think the person most responsible for the Timbers loss here. And we'll talk about this fantastic third goal here in a sec too. Eddie Mack. I, well, yes, my brother. Um, oh, gotcha. <laughs> number one uh, person responsible for this loss. Um, but number two, <laughs> I think is, uh, is their coach Giafani Savarese. Cause this is the first time he coached a team at children's mercy park. And I just think he game planned totally wrong and, and did not know what to do once sporting kept finding space. Because he had this, he told them to sit so far back, but when Sporting kept finding space, there were no adjustments. They just kind of kept going along. Um, I guess he tried to take out Mabiala in, in the first half, and that didn't really help. Um, but they just looked over their heads and lost. Yeah, there was no defensive movement all night. So works for us, man. It was. We'll, we'll take that look really easy all night. I mean, Tim was tested a couple times yeah. in goal, but. I think you tweeted like, oh, Portland just seen if Tim's awake. He is. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like one. they got a shot soon after the second half started. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. Like, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm still here. Don't have much to do, but you know, here I am. Ah, yeah, making me work a little bit. Okay, I see. Right, and and Sporting could have had more than the three goals they got. Um, I guess if there's any critique to be had, it's that they they could have put another three or four away, probably. Um, but dude, I was uh, I didn't even tell you when I Jeff Atanella was walking by me and. I was like, hey, Jeff, hope you have a terrible game. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Did he acknowledge you at all? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. He didn't pull a Tim Howard and like flip you off or anything? Oh, so. that would have been fantastic. <laughs> I mean, hey, the Cauldron is I'm known. Like fighting with him. Yeah, the Cauldron is known to get in the heads of goalkeepers. Tim Howard, they've done it too. Jesse Gonzalez for FC Dallas. He was like kind of taunting back and they got in his head. Um, it's a real thing. I'm surprised that True. keepers even acknowledge the cauldron because they should know better as professional athletes, but the cauldron has a real yeah, effect. Yeah, you got to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So Christian Namath came into the game, I think in like the 72nd, 73rd minute for Diego Rubio. Um, and Hey, now let me tell you this. With what's yeah. coming on, the, the cheers, everyone roared. And I don't, I think that was because Namath was coming on. And then they started cheering for Rubio, you know, for his efforts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think I think you're right. I was down. I was like, no, I'm not going to cheer for Namath to come on because Diego's doing so great. And everyone around me was like, no, they're cheering for Diego's performance. And I said, not initially they weren't. They were cheering for Namath making his return to the field. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it started because they saw Namath making his way to the center line to check in. So that's when like the crowd kind of started to erupt. Then I think when people saw the sub uh, board go up and saw it was for Rubio, I think that's when it got louder and people gave Rubio the standing ovation. And then when Rubio came off and Namath came on and they announced him again, it it was another loud eruption too. Um, Right. I'm just all about, you know, I I don't want to see Rubio doesn't put a whole 90 in. He, He had a damn good shift. We're up to nothing. Uh, save him for Minnesota. You know, let's do the same next week. Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, That's what they say. And he's in a fantastic run of form now. I, I think, you know, we one of the questions uh, we got um, was, should, uh, should Rubio sort of get the night off um, next game? Um, I think it was, uh, it was, is Corey Matsat said that knowing Minnesota should be a relatively easy game. Is this a game, a good chance to start Nemo over Rubio to test him out? He needs to start sometime to see how he does. And this might be a game to try. Also keeps Rubio fresh to start in Seattle next week. Um, I saw you would think that, but I mean, come on, dudes, he'll be fine. He'll be recovered. I mean, keep this string going. It's not like you have a midweek game or anything. Yeah, I understand the logic behind what Corey's saying. It's a good question. Um, it, there, there's there's a line of logic there that makes sense. I just think for a player like Rubio, who's in such a hot streak right now, um, there is such a thing as a rhythm, and he and he's not a like if he were a consistent starter, I think you would do what Corey said. Like if he's been starting all year and he's been doing this all year, and you're like, okay, now let's give him a break, let Nemo come in, and then get Rubio back in there. I think that'd be one thing. Um. I'd worry you destroy Rubio's confidence or get him out of his rhythm if you took him out now after the three games he's had because he's in such a good run of games. I don't think you can risk messing with that sort of rhythm he's in by taking him out. 
Oh, yeah. I think that lineup's unchanged. I don't think we even change up the wings, dude. Bring on uh, bring on Russell again as a sub. Uh, and another question, uh, who was it that asked if Gerso shouldn't break? Yeah, Sean Curry asked. Uh, he said Gerso needs a rest, right? So, I don't right think so. The dude, uh, dude's a horse, a fast horse. Yeah, he did look, I would say, in the last you know 12 to 15 minutes, like he was out of gas. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's so much because he needs a rest because of all the time he's been playing as of late or because he was like, the hell is all this space that I'm running basically the entire length of the field every 30 seconds because Portland's sitting back oh, so far. Yeah, he was having foot um, races with people. It was amazing. Yeah, so he did look tired, but Johnny Russell's been playing soccer outside of these last few weeks for about a year straight, so I don't think yeah. giving Johnny a bit of rest before the playoffs is a bad thing either. Give him uh, a sub, dude, or making him sub on and be a super sub for the last 20 minutes of a game, that's a lot of power right there coming on. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, th- that's what I'm so excited about. And l- let's talk about this goal here real quick because this was between two people who were subs in this game, which is crazy. Um, but then we can go into that point. Uh, it was the 88th minute, and uh, Zussi passed the ball to Johnny. Um, Johnny saw Nemo find a little bit of space along the back line, um, played this gorgeous little give-and-go that, for some reason, Portland's defense looked like they gave up on. Oh, yeah, clinical. And let me tell you, this is the most underrated part of this goal, aside from Ilya's celebration, if you watch him in the clip. Um, But watch how Johnny, he gets the ball a little bit to the right of the penalty spot. He looks to the left side of the goal and almost like no look fires it straight into the right corner. And you can see Adanella leans to, to, to cover the far post and is just totally taken when Johnny's like, nope, sneaks it inside the near post. It was gorgeous. Fake out, man. Total fake out. Yeah. That takes a lot of skill and a lot of quality to pull off something like that. And that's not something I've seen from a Sporting KC attacker in a number of years, if ever. That was not bad goalkeeping either. Like, I mean, he was coming out to get it, and it was just an excellent finish. Yeah, I don't know what Adanella should do there, because like we said, his entire defensive line just pretty much stopped. Yeah. That's not his fault, dude. Uh, I'm stepping in, being goalkeeper one on one here. It's not his fault, man. They should have followed him. The give and go, like everyone knows, you follow the guy who passes it. Like don't don't follow the ball, follow the guy. Right. And if they were hoping that the offside flag would save him, I don't know why because it wasn't even close. Um, no. But yeah, they didn't try to run Nemo's little walk off. Nemo knew the second he pass that ball back to Johnny that it was going to be a goal because he just starts walking the other way. (laughs) He was like, like, bye, I'm going to get a drink. Well, and then if you look at the very end of the highlight they have on MLSsoccer.com, so right when Nemo passes the ball to Johnny, right about when he starts his walk, Ilya just puts his hands on his hips, just stands there, and as soon as Johnny fires it in, just does like a little like nonchalant kind of hand raise. Game over. It was like a show. He's like, all right, Johnny's got the ball. I'm just going to sit here and watch what he does. Yeah. I've never seen players so it's so awesome. confident that one starts walking the other way and the other literally stops and just puts their hands on their hips because they know exactly what's going to happen. Um, so cool. Yeah, it, it, it was. That's confidence, dude. That's confidence in your teammate. Yeah, it was pretty darn amazing. Um, so, but like you said, this there is there is a depth on this team and to have players whether it's Nemo and Johnny 
or Gerso and Diego or even Johan, which I know there's been frustrations with him, to have all those people be subs is a pretty crazy thing for this team. And oh, don't you, you think it start. sets them up for the playoffs better than they've ever been set up before? Dude, screw playoffs. I mean, yeah, I'm looking further than that, dude. I'm looking in CONCACAF Champions League, man. We're, we're set up for the long, the long That's run That's a good here. point. That's a good point. I, I forget that we're already qualified for the Champions League that, that's uh, coming around early next year because of our yeah. Open Cup win last year. Um, and we got a good fun. squad for it. So, I mean, we're we're rolling, dude. Uh, I don't think I'll be moved home in time for those Champions League games, but uh, oh well. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun. Now, obviously, we're looking ahead. We don't want to make the same mistake that Toronto made this year where you sell out so much on the Champions League that you waste the entire regular season um but hey we'll see what happens um i don't know i just think there is a like i was talking to someone today um who's a seattle fan and they were saying that they're feeling really good about going into the playoffs but they said that the only team in the west that really scares them is sporting casey Um, and then there was a, a dynamo fan that i was talking with and he was like this sporting KC team feels different. Like this doesn't feel like the sporting KC teams of the last few years. This feels like something else. Uh, Where'd you dig up that dynamo fan, dude? That must've took a while. <laughs> He's one of the very few rational dynamo fans out there. He's a, a, an old buddy of mine gotcha. from total MLS. He's actually not too happy okay. with the dynamo right now. So he's, he's kind of, you know, boycotting them. So, um, Makes not, sense. they don't not, even have, a, they don't even have a Jersey sponsor. Yeah. We, Hey, we, we offered, no other problem. Yeah, we started the bidding. I think at like a dollar. But uh Yeah, I mean I throw a five down. Yeah, yeah. We even showed them what it would look like. We photoshopped it onto their jersey and was like, hey, look, it looks pretty good. Um it looks great. Yeah. They didn't take us up on it, so it's their loss. Um stupid cream sickles. <laughs> we'll get back to Dynamo fans here in a in, in a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh but yeah, a, a, a couple other questions here from uh, from fans. Um, I didn't. I I think I know what what Corey's talking about here, but I'm curious if you saw something. He says near the end of the game, Ilya and Nemo seemed to be rather frustrated with each other. Immediately after the game, PV came straight out to Ilya and had a stern looking talk, seemingly about the incident. Any idea what's going on there? It seemed like during the game, Nemo was looking for a more direct pass up the field from Ilya. And Ilya wanted a more gradual buildup rather than going straight to Nemo. After those two talked, I don't think Ilya passed to Nemo for the rest of the game. Uh, I'm hoping there are no issues between the two of them. Our team dynamic has been so good lately. I don't want something stupid to mess that up. Uh, did you notice anything happening on the no, field? Nothing at all. Yeah, when I saw this question, I, I had no idea. Okay, so I, the only thing I can think of, and I didn't see who had the ball initially, there was a time right when Nemo came on, like within the first two minutes, where he was, we we had the ball deep in our own territory, so it very possibly could have been Ilya with the ball. And Nemo ran a, made a run, and he had a lot of space in front of him, and he very clearly wanted a long ball tossed up to him. Um, it didn't happen, and Nemo did look pissed. He kind of like did this like fist pump type thing and was like, come on, and like was very clearly frustrated. I don't, 
that could be what was what he was talking about. Ilya might have had the ball, and maybe Nemo went up to him and was like, "Hey, pass me the ball." And Ilya probably was like, "Dude, we're up two zero, and a team that hasn't had any chances. Why would we open ourselves up to giving the ball away? We're just trying to kill the game off." Um, that's the only thing I can think of. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I nothing, man. I don't know at all. I will say this: like we've talked about before, Ilya is the nicest person in the world. So. I don't think he's holding a grudge against anybody. If there was a little frustration, I'm sure they've buried the hatchet. I don't think there's anything to worry about going forward. Uh, right. It's it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. I, I, a couple, uh, couple other comments. Um, we're looking at Bob and Weave, and, and this isn't so much uh, a question, but he basically was like, hey, we finally saw what an all-out team effort looks like for a win. Um you know, I guess he does ask a question. Who do you think is the next player to go on a streak? Um, I don't know. Dan Stradamus. Do you, uh, do you have an <laughs> idea of, of uh, who uh, who's going to be our next uh, hot player? Dude, I mean, uh, not really. I mean, how Daniel had his moments at the beginning of the year and Johnny was rocking and rolling. I, you know, not, not to say Felipe wasn't before that. So you're kind of looking at I mean, who else can score. Roger just likes to boot it over the goal, but occasionally once a year he gets he gets one. I, I don't have streak, but I I'm ready for a I'm ready for an Ico Para hair off a corner kick. Like we're we're way overdue for that, are we not? That'd be good. Yeah, we are. You're 100 percent right. We need a night goal. Uh, it's getting close to playoff time, which means a Sinovic goal or might be coming. Goal. I got I can take a Zussi goal. I mean, Azuz. he had one at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yep, that's absolutely true. Um, I could see, We're getting it all over. Yeah, I could see Johnny going on a nice little run once he comes back and is rested. So, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we're like, we're towards of the end of August now, man. Right. But the thing that I love so much about our team is we're not like Atlanta, where, like, Joseph Martinez has 27 goals and their next player has, like, six. Like, this is a balanced team. So you take out one Very player balanced. out of the game, and there's four more that can score. So, pretty cool. It's huge. If you guys aren't excited about that, I mean, I don't know what you're getting excited about because this is damn exciting. I mean, if Joseph Martinez goes down in Atlanta, everyone's going to lose their minds. Everyone's going to lose their minds. If Diego Rubio, knock on wood, if he goes down, okay, Chris Shameth comes on. Okay, Daniel Shalloway moves over and Johnny Russell comes out on the wing. You know, we we got people that I think we're, we could all trust to get the job done. Other teams don't have that. Yeah, it's pretty darn amazing. Um, the, the other question that, uh, that, that Bob and we've had, um, she said, uh, thanks to Dan Kuzer for shaking my wife's hand. Her curse of attending losing games has been broken. Uh, Dan presents Man of the Month uh, for the Cauldron, and we win. Will there be a GoFundMe to keep Dan in Kansas City? There, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, y'all want to start that up. you to pay for moving because you want no. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little money. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Did he happen to mention his wife's name in that post? Damn it. Was it Julie or wasn't it? He did not. <laughs> So we, we, we don't know. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm going with Julie. I'm committing. I'm going to commit. Um, a couple other, uh, you know, just quick uh, quick things here. We'll combine a couple of these two. 
um, from Beach McGillishaw. He says, next game against Minnesota United, is it a must win? In my opinion, it is. And then the SKC barbecue. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get on that in a sec. And then this, I don't think we've gotten a, a, a question from from um, this guy yet, or, or gal, so thank you. Um, but he, uh, SKC Barbecue wants to know, does Sporting KC actually have a rivalry with Minnesota? So one, is this oh, is this a rivalry? Okay. And two, is it must win for you? Dude, it's totally a rivalry. I mean, geographically, yes. And it's Heineken Rivalry Week, so here we are. Um, <laughs> did you know that, by the way? I, I did. Yeah, got to get that yeah, sponsorship. Dude. So everyone else is matched up with their rivals. So here we are. I, I think we got to embrace this. And they're, they're the closest ones to us until, I don't know, until Nebraska gets an MLS team. I, what comes next, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'd consider it like a, a full-fledged rivalry yet because it's like, new. There's no bad blood. Like it's not like Atlanta and or in Orlando is kind of becoming a rivalry because they hate each other. Like, well, I don't, I don't we don't win in Minnesota. Well, that's that's what makes it interesting. Is we've had a tough run of luck against the Loons, um, and that's what and they don't win here. Right. That's what can build to a rivalry is when you sort of have a, a, some hard results over and over again. That's what where the best rivalries come from. So, right. Um, I like it. I, I like Minnesota, dude. They're getting a new stadium too. I, I think it's a, a great fan base that supports the team, even when they're on hard times. Uh, as far as being a must-win, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, not, I mean, not really. But God, wouldn't it be nice for conference opponents four wins in a row? Yeah. So I guess what I would say is, I don't think it's a must-win, like in the traditional sense of like the season is derailed if you don't win this. Um, sure. But it is a home game. It is a home game. You want to, so you got to win all, you want to keep up this run of form and you do have games against, uh, Seattle and LAFC still ahead. Um, so these are from that standpoint, these galaxy the, and the galaxy, these are a big three points. Um, this is, this is potentially the easiest game. If you will, if there is an easy game in the league, this is potentially the easiest game of, of the ones we have left. So, Oh wow! But you heard that uh, phone ring, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. No worries. You uh... yeah, I'm totally at my wife's grandparents' house and uh, just have a phone right next to me. <laughs> I will say I like Splinter more than the phone. Oh, I'm the most unprofessional son of a bitch. That was so <laughs> awful. Or you're I'm very professional. Off. You're just so busy that you got a phone. Excuse me, I got to take this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> No, no worries. Um, yeah, I, so it's a big three points in that sense. I, like if we if we don't win, it's not like season over, but it, it's it's gonna be pretty important to get these three points. So I don't know. Guess it depends kind of how you look at it that way. But I don't think I would have called it a must win per se. Um, but that is a good there you go. segue into that game. Do you think we will win? I think so. I mean, this run of form, dude. Everyone's pumped up. And the crowd, everything was electric on Saturday. Like everyone's ready, man. They're, but and then uh, on the other hand, we tend to play to the level of our competition. So there you go. Yeah, but we also we tend to crush that. Minnesota at home. <laughs> and they don't have Superman anymore because he's yeah, on LAFC. True. They uh, they did not look good on the road against Dallas. They lost two zero to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um. 
the loons are just not very good right now. They couldn't get, sh- they got only seven shots off against Dallas. Only one of which was on target. Um, they lost possession 60, 40, basically. This has the makings of another Portland, I think. So we'll see. Um, I think it's fair to say we'll both be upset if we don't win, right? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, this this is a given. You got to win this one. I mean, I think I don't know. I'd say it's a must win or if it's a should win. You know, I think it's that. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's one of those that's like, it's not a must win, but you'll be pretty pissed off if we don't win type thing. So, um, before we move on to a couple other of the, the highlights around the league, I think we need to talk about the, uh, what may be the world's saltiest fan. I'm not sure. I haven't thought about this yet in those terms, but, uh, we uncovered this dynamo fan. It's, it's the dark clouds guy. For those of you who are wondering, mm-hmm. um, the guy who said that there were nobody, there was nobody in Houston because of the dark clouds, he's pretty much blocked every single Sporting KC fan out there preemptively, despite the fact that almost none of us have ever interacted with him. Um, and Wasabi wanted to know if uh, if you passed on a message to the saltiest fan in Houston, and if you got blocked because somehow he missed you for a while. So why don't you give an update to the people about uh, Mr. Salty Houston oh. fan and what's what's happened? Dude, when in doubt, just correct a guy's spelling. That'll teach them. Correct, <laughs> correct their grammar. Uh, I didn't yeah. have to say anything. I just corrected his A-R-E-R into O-U-R, our. <laughs> and that did it? All I did was type our. That, that got me blocked, so... Uh, you know, lick the salt off my wounds here. <laughs> he forgot Kyle Orenberg for a bit too, and then Kyle said something to him, and then he blocked Kyle. Just trying, um, just trying to help a guy with his with his talking. It's so strange. Like it's the weirdest. I don't understand why he's preemptively blocking everybody. Oh, um, dude, his post that's his that's pinned to the top is like some SKC bowl. Like he just hates us. Yeah, Kyle uh, Kyle Orenberg screenshotted it, uh, and yeah, his 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 pin tweet is talking about how um, the the Houston Dynamo have approximately half of of KC's television market following him on Twitter, which is also about forty thousand okay. more than the Wizards' Twitter account. Like basically, he's like, well, you know, we got more followers on Twitter than are in you know your TV market, which cool okay but no one goes to your games right. like i'm not who cares really sure you know and he goes but we fill our stadium haha <laughs> what a joke franchise like that's kind of the point like that is the point <laughs> tickets dude tickets make money pay your players yeah like he's trying to argue that they support their team more than we do because even though we fill our stadium and pay to see our team they follow the team on Twitter. Okay. Whatever, dude. Uh, yeah. Doesn't make Good sense. Good stand. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. He's, he's a weirdo. If you've been blocked by him, congrats. If not, go correct his spelling. Send us a screenshot <laughs> yeah. of what you sent to him to get him blocked or to get oh blocked. Oh, my God. What is his, what is his handle? Um, it is at SHSU05. Don't know what that oh, means. Again, but. that is 
sorry, I just want to verify. SHSU05. Yep. There and uh, he's got all, all, all the Houston sports uh, teams in his uh, Twitter um, profile uh, banner photo, except for the Dynamo. So he's got the wow. Rockets, he's got the Texans, he's got the Astros, but Mr. Dynamo Superfan does not have the Dynamo in his Twitter banner profile picture. So how much oh of a fan are you really? Begs the question. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to spend another, uh, another breath on this guy, but if you guys want to go get blocked by him, it's a lot of fun. So have at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just don't say no to Rod. Don't say we told you to because he'll no, like give us a bad no. rating and review or something. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> um, looking uh, around the league at, at some of the other stuff that happened, um, obviously I think the big game that was the real shocker, I don't know if you got to catch any of it because I think you were probably driving from Topeka, but the Sounders smacked the Galaxy 5-0, and yeah. it was not good. That, that's bananas. There was There was an own goal. There was some trash defending by the Galaxy there, who, by the way, have the most expensive back line in MLS, or one of them. I think it is the most, but if, it's definitely like top three. Um, Seattle are pretty much the only Western Conference team I'm really that scared of right now. Is there anyone Why? else for you that you're you're worried about? Why is this happening? Why is Seattle doing their Seattle thing? You need to slow it up and go back to being yourselves. All right? It's really weird. Like the third year in a row now it's they've so done weird. this. How are you gonna how are you gonna spank them five nothing? Oh, Zlatan wasn't playing, was he? No, Zlatan was not having the turf. So Right. So clearly the Galaxy are garbage without Zlatan on the field. Yeah. And I mean Zlatan's not helping your defense. That's sad. So. <laughs> well no. He will score goals and make a competitive game or set up goals. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll help make it close, but I don't he's not gonna be able to score six a game. So that's a sad deal, guys. That's a sad team. Once again, be happy you watch sporting who has tons of good players. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, Atlanta beat Columbus, whatever. No one cares. Um, yeah, that's that stuff is better than that. Yeah, that was a bummer. And uh, LAFC beat Colorado 2 0. Woo. Whoop de doo. I guess. Yeah. That was a boring um, game. But it is rivalry week, and it starts tonight with the New York Say that three Derby. times fast. It is rivalry week, and it starts tonight? That three times fast? No, rivalry week. Oh, I'm not going to try that. Rivalry, yeah. See, there you go. I already messed up on the first I time. I got him. <laughs> well, can you do it, Mr. Tongue Twister? Uh, yeah, my dad's an auctioneer. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Do you know that I got that's I got the uh, silver tongue. That's that's why you can speak so quickly. You should have been a rapper. Would have come in handy. I can um, hear the shit out of anything. <laughs> um, New York Derby tonight, Eastern Conference matchup doesn't affect sporting that much, but could mm. have supporter shield implications. So uh, yeah, they don't want they don't want Red Bulls to win. That's for sure. If you're uh, Atlanta people, which almost makes me want the Red Bulls to win that much more. Because oh, I'm all about yeah. it. Get it done. Yeah. So I'm, as much as I'd love SKC to win the supporter shield, it's pretty mathematically hard. It's not impossible, but it'll be tough. It's tough. Um, you need more results to go your way, and I support NYC a little bit uh, in the Eastern Conference. So 
But I would like to see Red Bull piss off some Atlanta fans. Yeah, because every time the Red Bulls win, Atlanta fans freak the hell out, and it's pretty fun. Yes, it's amazing, and and they need to uh, they need to tell the Atlanta Falcons to stop trying to play the game football in their stadium. <laughs> yeah, they uh, you know Falcons. I don't know about the Falcons. It's you know maybe maybe Atlanta will become a uh, full on soccer city until um, Atlanta United blow it, just like the Falcons did in the Super Bowl. So. You know, I, I forgot to tell you, I only do podcasts with uh, with Max. So I think that uh, uh, your brother should start a Chiefs podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> he uh, he is a big Chiefs fan. So and I, I said, um, well, you know how to do all that stuff because your brother Jimmy does all the technical stuff. I'm good at any of it. <laughs> he he did do a uh, like a Premier League preview podcast with some friends the other day before oh, the Premier cool. League season started. Yeah, uh, he made some crazy predictions like Wolves finishing eighth or something, though. So I don't know. Get out of town. (laughs) But uh, looking at some other rivalry week games, okay, Texas Derby, Houston, FC Dallas, whatever. Um, There's Nel Trafico, LA Galaxy versus LAFC. Yeah, the third one. Does that pique your interest at all? Yeah. Uh, Does this, uh, you think you're going to try to watch this? It's on ESPN on. uh, Friday night. Friday night, yeah, maybe so, because it's, uh, you know, Galaxy have yet to win one. No, sorry, AFC is yet to win one. Right, yep. Yeah, Galaxy have uh, have zlottened them both times. Yeah, so, so. They, well, they won and then they tied, right? Yeah, the first one was Zlatan's uh, MLS premiere. Right. Had that crazy, stupid 40-some-odd-yard volley and then the game right. winner header at the end. Um, and then, yeah, then they came back from down two zero and drew. So, um, LAFC, you know, that's, that's kind of a big Western conference game. There's some intrigue there. Um, Orlando city hosts Atlanta. This one sucks because I hate both of these fan bases. And, uh, if Joseph Martinez scores, he'll set the single season record for goal scored, um, in MLS. So that's annoying. Um, but that is also on Friday. So if you'd like to watch two trash fan bases there fight against each other, there you go. Um, and then the other big Western Conference game is uh, the the classic rivalry of MLS. Portland hosts Seattle on Sunday. Um, I'll probably be watching that one. That's that's that that could have some implications down the road for Sporting KC and playoffs as well. So. I don't know. Very much so. I'll do everything I can. I mean, very busy here. Uh, I'll be flying home on Sunday, so hopefully after a big SKC win on Saturday. Well, there you go. We we will miss you, but we do have another uh, game day with Dan, like we said. Um, we got there pretty much when the parking lot opened, right? So, yeah, uh, pretty close shortly afterwards. So 4.30 is when the parking lot opens if you guys want to come hang out, uh, drink some brew, bring some, you know, and we're right by the car bus, uh, ideally. So grab some of their food or brew and come on over. Some, some booch and brew. There you go. Some, as I'd like to say, um, some kuzbucha. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be a fun one. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's most of, uh, of what we got this week. Anything else that you have, that's uh, it, for our good and faithful listeners? 
No, hit up hit up the ratings if you've yet to do it. I, I, I say it every week, and I probably will, because that just seems like that's what podcasts do. But, uh, you know, leave us a review, and let's get another victory. This is This is making my trip well worth it. Absolutely. Let's get Dan another win. Um, I did mention Joseph Martinez and his chance to beat the single season MLS scoring record. I do just want to point out that if you look at goals per 90 minutes scored, uh, which means if you look at how many minutes a person has played and you look at how many goals they've scored and you sort of say, okay, how many do they score every 90 minutes? Diego Rubio is beating golden boot leader Joseph Martinez. Diego Rubio is scoring 1.21 goals per 90. Joseph Martinez, 1.16. And I, so suck it, I want to point out that Jimmy posted those numbers on August 19th, and Matthew Doyle himself for MLSSucker.com <laughs> posted those numbers on the 21st. So Jimmy's a whole 48 out ahead of the game. Unfollow Matthew Doyle. Follow Jimmy Mack. Deal. <laughs> there you go I, uh, I did i did see that and i was like hmm come on now uh almost almost tweeted something but you know we'll, we'll, we'll keep we don't want a a full-on war between no other pod yeah, no, and league. The league no we don't yet maybe one day <laughs> Could help. oh shit i got a knock so, on my uh, door with don garber oh dear god <laughs> damn he's like shut it out <laughs> they're, they're gonna go to v- var and, and give you a red card um, no, we can't talk about VR, VR anymore. It's like Fight Club. Yeah, that's right. VAR, what, what VAR? You don't, don't talk about, about it. I've never um, heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, on, on that note, like Dan said, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday by the Cauldron Tailgate. Um, we'll tweet out any information we have from our Twitter account at NoOtherPod, so be sure to give that a follow along with Dan at Dan Kuzer and myself at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nootherpod, and send us an email at nootherpod at gmail.com. So thank you guys so much. We can't wait to see some of you again uh, or some of you for the first time on Saturday. Uh, and until next week, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Dan of the month. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.